that y'all have been enjoying our Fruit of the Spirit summer series called The Sweet Life. And if you have been following along with the actual passage in the book of Galatians, hold on one second, and I might have to have you do this for me, Michael. Can you put up the Galatians passage? Because my tablet's not working. If you've been following along in the book of Galatians, this is how it reads in the NRSV, which is what we use here at Westlake. It says, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And they translate it as generosity. So you might wonder, why are we looking at goodness today? Well, if you get to the original Greek word that's used right there, its, its root word is agathos, which means good. And so for our purposes, it's most often translated throughout the New Testament as good. And so I think it really means goodness more than generosity, which I think can have a a financial or a stewardship component to it. And there's something really biblical about the word good, isn't there? Tate just alluded to it in her children's sermon because of all the words that could have been used to describe creation like masterpiece, magnificent, awe-inspiring. We got good. And then and when it's after God creates humanity and it could have been, you know, amazing, wonderful, and life-giving, humans, we got very good. And then when it comes to this news that Jesus is going to share with the world, it didn't say lit or bet or life-changing, we got good news. So we're familiar with this, this word good, and, and we like it. In the Gospel of Luke, goodness is defined by Jesus as something in contrast. So if you'll put up that passage from the Gospel of Luke, it's the one that starts with the fruit. No good tree bears bad fruit. Nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. People do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a bramble bush. The good person, out of the good treasure of the heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of evil treasure, produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So in this passage... Goodness is defined as that which is not bad or that which is not evil. And and it's something that comes from deep within us. And so I want to ask you, when you consider goodness and God, do you think God is good? I get asked this a lot, especially on the heels of a really upsetting diagnosis or of of a massive shooting, a disaster. Is God really good? I want you to know that I feel really confident and comfortable saying that God is good. I think that like in the Narnia series, there's there's this setting where Lucy is talking with the fawn And the fawn is describing Aslan, the lion, to Lucy. She's never met Aslan. And and, and she says, oh, it's a lion. Is he safe? And Aslan is, is the God figure. And the fawn says, oh, no, he is not safe. But he is good. 
I do believe that God has been good, is good, and will always be good. I say that though, realizing that there is this mystery that I can hold in this hand that unequivocally I think that we serve a God who loves immensely and is the creator of all things and loves humanity to the point of death. And yet in this hand, God allows the worst things to happen. And this tension is a mystery that none of us will know. But I believe within this tension that God is still good. And I also believe that whether you or I think God is good, it doesn't really matter to God's goodness. It doesn't affect God's goodness. Doesn't the, if the world doesn't think God is good, it doesn't take any of God's goodness away from God. Think about it, y'all. God's chosen people in our Hebrew Bible the ones who were supposed to be the inheritors of the promised land, they were enslaved, harshly enslaved for 400 years. They groaned, they cried out to God. They had to think at some point, is our God good? I also think that many of the people in our lives, not the people in this room, I think many of the people in our lives, the ones who are increasingly growing around us are those that say they have no faith. They don't have a, a belief in God. I don't think that they ask the question, is God good? I think they ask a question that all of us need to be able to answer or to have a conversation with. And I think the question is, what good is God? What good is this God that you serve? You go to church week after week. You give your money to this institution. You pray prayers to this being, and those prayers don't always come true. So what good, really, is your God for today? To help us with that, we are going to turn to the Gospel of John. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we come in this tension of really wholeheartedly believing that you are good and loving and yet in the midst of a world where your goodness is sometimes difficult to see. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that this ancient word, each of us would get a nugget this morning and that would give us life. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Here now from the Gospel of John, Jesus is speaking and he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, and I know the Father. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what good is our God for today, in the here and now? Does a life that pursues Jesus, do we get special protection 
against the sheep? In our passage, the good shepherd is standing right there. (laughs) And the hired hand leaves and the sheep come, the, the wolf comes and snatches and scatters the sheep away. Even with the good shepherd right there, We are not protected against the wolves of this world. So absolutely not. When Jesus says that he is a good shepherd, it doesn't mean that we get special protection. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. And what he's referring to has nothing to necessarily do with the everyday life. He is referring to his death and the eternal impact that that has on all of humanity. Oh, but my non-believing friends would say, well, what good is that, God, for my life now? Not later. I want to know, what is the good now? And I think the answer lies in our text. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. What good is God? Is that God knows you. I'm not talking about just this self. This is a self that gets dressed up and comes to church on Sundays. This is the family reunion self. It's, it's, it's confident. It smiles a lot. It makes sure to put on nice clothes and be presentable. I'm not even talking about this self. This is the self that we kind of actually leak out a little bit to the people that we work with, the people that we go to school with the people we study with. And so they, they see when we forgot to have breakfast, how we get a little hangry. They can tell maybe something happened at home because we're on edge at work. Not even that self, I, not even this self. This self, this is the self that are the people you live with or maybe that you used to live with. And so they know if, if you snore. They know kind of your vulnerable spots. They know what, it, what you do when you raise your voice sometimes and maybe slam a door. They know you. And then there's this self. And this one, this is the self that's your best friend knows. It could be your spouse. It could be a parent. It could be just a best friend. And they know you almost to your core. And then there's this one. This wee little core of itself. Y'all, on this one, this is the one that you hope no one fully knows. What if this little Matryoshka doll represents for all of us kind of like those, those things, those isms that we know we are? Those things that cause us shame that we would never tell anybody else. Our sin the ways we have disappointed others and somehow lied to stay out of it, that is the self that God knows. God knows us down to that self. And then in that moment says, you're loved. Right there. All of that junk, all of those bad things, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. So what good is God? You see, for every human 
to be known, fully known, and then accepted and loved, it's just vital for abundant life, for the sweet life, for a life that feels full of the Spirit. And what happens is when you are known, and I know y'all know this feeling, when you are known by someone, you want to know them more fully. And so when we hear, my sheep, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, our natural response is going to seek to know God. And when we know more fully who God is, the more we see God's limitless and boundaryless goodness in the world. The author Alex Haley, who wrote Roots, the the famous book turned into a TV series, early on in his life he was driving and he pulled up behind a car and it had a bumper sticker and it said, find the good and praise it. It became his mantra in life. Find the good and praise it. So what good is God? What good is God for our life? More than we can ever ask or imagine, wherever there is good in the world, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth, the depths to the heights, wherever there is good, that is God. And each of us, as a creation of God, down to our very core, God looks at you and says, very good. And if that is not enough, then I don't know what is. May it be so in my life and in yours. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, it is a mystery that you know us to our very core, warts and all, and you love us. May each of us receive that love this day. In Christ's name, amen.